Well, hello again, awesomers. It's me. It's your old buddy, Steve Simonson, and I am so pleased to be back here with you again today to talk about Founder Foundations. We're in a mini-series, everybody. And what we're talking about specifically today as our subject matter is the very sexy topic, Budget Systemizations 101. Now, I'm going to give you some good news and I'm going to give you some bad news. The good news is this is an incredibly valuable uh, strategic element of your business. We, tactically, you have to execute it. But by having one, you accomplish a strategic goal. Uh, the bad news is it takes work. And it's also work, in my case, that I hate. Now, I often will just view the world through my own lens. I think this is a common human thing where I assume that everyone hates to do budgets the same way I do. And by the way, I generally hate finance and accounting, <laughs> if, that's, uh, if that's okay to confide in you. But I know that these are processes and systems that are really the, the, our only method of keeping track of how we're doing. And as I refer to these things so often as they are the scoreboards for the game of business, right? And I, I like to play games and I like to win. So having a scoreboard is really important. And especially as you grow, having a budget will help you manage your business in a way that removes some of the day-to-day -day responsibilities from you because you're, you know, once everybody kind of uh, agrees on a budget, we'll talk about the process here in a minute. But then as long as they stay within that budget, you really shouldn't have a bunch of, you know, why did you spend this or why did you ask for that or why didn't you do this? Let them just kind of manage their business and, and give certain people, not everyone, but certain people, the appropriate authority to, to monitor and work with their own budgets. Uh, this does not mean, uh, by the way, authority and accountability is not a substitution for you to just you know, abdicate everything and, and walk away and go, well, you know, that idiot uh, missed their budget three months in a row, they're out. You, this is your time to, to go, oh, I, I can, I can help you. Let's see what's happening. Why, why are we missing budget? Did we do the budget wrong? Uh, what did we forget? Why is this happening? And it allows what I would call constructive conversations to happen within the business. Instead of us pointing fingers and wishing and hoping we actually start asking constructive questions based on data points. All right, I've got some more good news for you. The part of the process that you've already accomplished through this uh, series is that you've decided to establish a strategic objective. Great news. That gives you your roadmap. Let's assume that you've established this for five years. That means you kind of know what revenue and uh, the implied margin of that revenue is for next year. So the top two lines are kind of already starting, right? And now you've got, uh, you've got to go in and figure out what is the associated overhead that might be associated with that. And by the way, I did a uh, an empowery um, presentation. I, I don't remember exactly if it was a, a mastermind or a, a shareholders meeting, but I did an empowery presentation you can go search for it on Empowery.com. Uh, oh, by the way, it might have been a shareholder's presentation, so you might have to be an Empowery shareholder, where I, I took uh, one of the tools that we used to set up not just a budget, but kind of the broad strokes of 
building a business model. It really is like a business uh, model uh, tool that helps us go in and say, what's our average order value? How many units are we going to sell? What's our growth rate? How many people are we plugging in? What capital costs are we going to have? And it just starts putting all of these various data points into the ethos. And the magic of this particular spreadsheet is it pulls it all together and it goes, this is your business model. Now that type of tool, I would highly, highly recommend that you use as a starting basis to help you formulate your strategic objective, right? You're, you're taking that business model and, and turning the mathematics of it to your, to your favor now to help you suss out how sustainable is this business model. So let's say for the sake of discussion, you're doing $5 million today and you're saying, in five years, I want to do $250 million, okay? These are top-line revenue numbers. This is just academic, so don't get your panties in a bunch. I don't care if this is your goal. If it's too big, too small, that's irrelevant to this conversation. I'm saying in 2022, you did $5 million, and five years hence, let's call that 2027, you want to do $250 million. So you skip to the end of that uh, five years and you put in the, the 250 and now you kind of work your way backwards and go, well, in four years, what does that mean I have to do? Let's call that 125. And in three years, what is it? what I have to do? Let's call it 60. Let's assume we can double each year. And that means, you know, so I think that was year three. So year two, we got to do 30. So that means right now uh, in year one, we got to do, let's say from five to 15, we have to triple the business to put us on a path to double the business again and again. Now, by the way, I'm doing this math in my head. If I'm wrong, you get the gist of what I'm trying to get across to you, I hope. The business model, when you use a tool, and again, I think I did a, a nice presentation where I showed it on the screen and showed you some of the power uh, and Empower Shareholders, you can go take a look at that. In fact, I think Empower Shareholders have access to that tool. If you want access to the tool, uh, ask for it in the comments and maybe we'll make it available through some method. Maybe we'll uh, we'll make it a, an empowery uh, purchase um, and, and raise money for that nonprofit. Uh, it's a worthy cause in, in any case. But if you want it, just notate it in the comments and we'll see if we can come up with a solution. If we only get one or two people commenting that they want it, then we won't, you know, with all due respect to a couple of people, um, it takes a lot of effort to get, you know, uh, attention my attention and the attention of my my key um, executive team to help me. Uh, and if if the juice ain't worth the squeeze, we're not gonna we're not gonna burn the calories. So business model number one, rationalize your strategic objective number two. You'll start to see what are those swings that you have to pull off. Now you're coming all the way back to the present, um, and you're saying, here's how we're finishing this time period. Whether it's at a year end or not is irrelevant. It could be at the end of a quarter. It could be at the end of any time period. And you just want to say, how long do I want to budget for the this foreseeable near future? Could be a six-month budget. Could be a 12-month budget. Uh, I know that people most often think in terms of 12-month budgets on a calendar year. But I'm encouraging you as awesomers to be more fluid with it. And like, who cares? We, If it's a six-month rolling uh, budget. Let's we'll do this process once every six months. Uh, we're going to start in March and we're going to review it. You know, uh, in October of next year, maybe September of next year. You're you're kind of 
you do it before the end of a period and you're anticipating and forecasting kind of the, the end of the, the growth of that particular time period. So it's not yet in the books, but you have a pretty good sense of how you're doing in that month. And you can just take some daily averages and forecast how you're going to finish. And again, maybe I'll get into some of that, the mechanics of this. Uh, as a principal, I'm trying to stay out of the the, the mechanics and the tactics to, uh, for the most part, I'm just trying to give you the big pictures. So in your budget, by the way, there, I'm not sure what the budget tools that exist in Zero and QuickBooks. So I can't speak to that as usual. I know a lot about parsimony uh, and there is budgeting in parsimony and you can do, you know, a super detailed line item budget, or you can just do big, um, you know, revenue um, expense uh, buckets. Uh, you know, you can just do big swags of money instead of breaking it down. As an example, I don't feel like I'm articulating that point very well. Instead of you saying, you know, I sell in these five marketplaces uh, or these five geographies or whatever, you don't have to worry about that at the first swing of the budget. Just go, well, I think I'm going to do $50,000 next month. And later you can break it down between marketplaces. Or you say, uh, you know what, I'm going to have... Um, $10,000 worth of shipping, and later you can break it down between freight forwarding and last mile shipping. Uh, the point of the budget is less of the detail and more of like, let's get our big numbers to start to align themselves. Later, we get into the fine tuning of why is this number higher than we thought or lower than we thought? And that's when the nuances of, oh, we didn't track our last mile adequately. Now we need to budget last mile as, a, as an individual line item. But those responsibilities and accountabilities should be passed farther and farther into your team instead of you being the keeper of all knowledge and all data. And I know it's pretty, uh, it's pretty tempting to be the keeper of all knowledge and data, but it is wildly inefficient. Um, fundamentally, we're individually not good enough to know it all and do it all. And so let's have the humility to you know, both hire right and know that we need help. And then also to invest in our people, to bring them up so that they can be advocates and allies with us instead of just, you know, passengers on a bus that you're driving over a cliff. What if some of them could get in the driver's seat from time to time, or at least in the driver's seat metaphorically of their own department? So that what that means is when you get into the budget areas, you will ask the team members, you know, responsible. Let's say for the sake of discussion, you're the founder and the, you know, let's say chairman of the board, and you've got a operational manager in three departments, marketing, finance, and operations. Each of those have their own manager and you're the, you know, representative of the shareholders as the chairman of the board. And they each come to you and say, here's our budget. Uh, and this is what we think is feasible. Now, first it is like, does it line up with the the strategic objective and that that business model we just talked about? Uh, second is, you know, why are these numbers in there? Uh, it, it's it's a human thing, by the way, for people to try to protect their territory. It's a human thing for them to to say, well, I I should get more money, or I should get you know more attention, or I should get you know whatever, and so. I do want you to know that there are common 
uh, unintended but real side effects of people fighting about budgets and you know do you think thinking they should get more budget and somebody else is getting less and and somebody always feels like they got the short end of the stick in the, in a budget process but frankly you want them to be advocates you want them to care about their department you want them to fight for it and then there has to be some rational third party objective way of getting that decision made First of all, apply whatever objectivity that you can to it. It's like, well, why do you need 10 more positions added to your department? We're not selling anything more this month, or we're not selling 10 times more. Let's say you have 10 now, you want to double it. Um, I guess that would only be two times more. But you're, you're growing your people faster than we're growing the company. Why is that? And so that's an objective kind of conversation. And then you you also have to remind, remind everybody that, you know, we can all disagree, but ultimately you're going to commit to whatever the decision is from the chairman or chairwoman. Uh, it doesn't matter who who's running the show. Um, so uh, what my point is, is in a budgeting context, you're going to start month one, month two, month three, and you're going to, you know, start putting those fixed costs and your variable costs and your expected revenues, expected margins, and you're going to start to see how those flesh out. Now, the really smart awesomers out there will not just make a budget. They will actually get a monthly financial statement that shows the budget variance report. Yes, that's the, the, the result of this work is now you've got a whole new financial statement. It's called the budget variance report. Here's what we expected and here's what we got. And uh, again, maybe here's a spoiler alert for you. You're never going to get every number right at all times. It's impossible. There's not one month that you will be able to line up every single number exactly right. It just doesn't happen. By the way, if you are not getting fixed costs correct that are consistent month to month, you got a problem. Uh, get that right. But many of the other things are nuanced and will have little, you know, uh, variables to them. You know, oh, we had uh, a great sales month based on this or that, or we had a terrible situation. You know, our, our stock was defective and we lost two weeks of sales. This is bad news for us. There's another variance. Your objective is to have reporting on that variance, right? That's an output from your accounting system. And then you are, and your team should be the folks who take that data and analyze it and turn it into information. Have you already learned whatever lesson it's teaching you? By the way, lessons can be both positive and negative. A lesson about running out of stock is negative. We lost sales. A lesson of we hit a new sales record because, you know, some, uh, the Today Show ran a promotion on us. Uh, it's like, how do we do more of that, right? How, how can we get some more of that drug? That's fun. All of these things are to bring systemization to your, your business and to take some of that chaos that I talked about uh, many moons ago and turn it into order right? A real good, solid leader takes chaos and brings order. Doesn't mean you're not, um, as I like to call it, spinning plates and doing lots of things at lots of times. But what it means is there's a method to that madness. That really is the ultimate payoff for a system is when your team doesn't feel that they're running constant laps and they, they can't catch their breath, but they feel like, you know what? I show up, I do my job. I know how I'm making an impact. And here are the results that we can look at, you know, monthly, including this new budget variance report. That's a payoff.
And boy, oh boy, it's really good stuff. So even though this may feel daunting and certainly the cumulative effect of the Founder Foundation's miniseries may be like, holy crap, Steve, this is a lot of work. But I want you just to think of it like, you know, the old uh, how do you eat an elephant story, one bite at a time. And then the subsection of that story is, why are you eating an elephant? Those are fun, beautiful animals. Stop eating elephants. Uh, all right, everybody, I think my point is made. Budget variance reports require you to have a budget. So let's get a budget. There are many programs that will do this for you. I'm sure that Quicken or excuse me, QuickBooks or Zero have these types of functions somewhere. Uh, I'd spend so long since I've actively used those. I just don't know the, the pieces of it. But any sophisticated, full-fledged business operating system, uh, as an example, Parsimony, will have that kind of functionality. And again, these are the, the little questions that people ask. And they're like, well, but gosh, you know, I don't want to do work, Steve. And I say, cool, it's your business, work or not, uh, your choice. But you're more likely to have successful outcomes the more often that you apply a common set of principles and systems to your business. These are common sets of principles and systems that we've learned. We've learned from others. We've learned ourselves. And we've had the experiential whirlwind that is failure to galvanize these lessons. And that's why these are so valuable. And that's why we're bringing them to you here on awesomers.com. Thanks again, everybody. Please go leave a review, like, subscribe, share if you haven't already. If you have, bless your heart. I really do appreciate you. And, uh, and I hope to see you at an event or online or somewhere soon. And don't hesitate to tell us how we're doing, if you like this series or not. Thanks again, everybody. Bye-bye.